Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast, where we bring you guests to help you be active participants in your daughter's lives, raising them to be strong, independent women. Every week, I bring someone new, and but this week is a little different because I'm bringing someone back. Uh, you might remember that Kimberly Wolf joined us uh, uh, quite a while back now, where we talked to her about uh, a lot of amazing things that she's doing to be able to engage young women in 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 thinking about uh, themselves and thinking about how they want to look at their bodies and and be comfortable within their bodies and and how fathers can help with that if you didn't listen to that we'll put a link in the notes today so that you can go back and listen to that episode because today we're talking about something a little bit different we're going to be talking about a brand new book that is going to be out as of May 31st and it is called Talk With Her, A Dad's Essential Guide to Raising Healthy, Confident, and Capable Daughters. Doesn't that sound exactly like what we're talking about on this show every week? I love it. And I really love that we have Kim back again this week. Uh, Kimberly Wolf, thank you so much for being back with us again this week. I am so happy to be here. You know, I love your organization and the work that you do. I'm thrilled that you asked me to come talk about my book. So I know that in the first time that we talked, you you kind of vaguely talked about the book and what you could talk about at that point. So let's kind of delve into it. And, and I want to get some first and foremost, let's go back in time because I want to know how this idea came to fruition and how you decided to take what you were doing with young women and turn it into this new book that you're putting out into the world? I've long been a wellness educator focused on adolescence, and I have a specific scholarly interest in adolescent girls' health and well-being kind of in an integrative sense, mind, body, and life skills. For years, I have worked in schools. I've worked as an educational consultant. I've also worked in media production, creating resources for girls. And there came a time in my career where I wanted to do more of that. I was meeting with media executives and I was meeting with investors for a girl's health platform I was looking at launching. And I was speaking at more and more schools about girls' wellness, hitting this the stride of my career. And at that moment, what ended up happening is that I started talking to a lot of men who were fathers of the girls I was interacting with, educators at the schools I was going to, investors who were looking at my platforms, collaborators in the media, and they were men. They happened to have preteen and teenage daughters. And a lot of those conversations, while they were taking place in a business context, turned very personal. A lot of men started asking me questions about how to raise their daughters, very specific scenarios. The first one I ever got, which I always talk about, is from an investor in Los Angeles standing outside of a coffee shop. And he said, I just have one more question for you. I just got divorced. Can I start dating again or will that hurt my daughter? And those questions came fast and furious from that point forward. It was the beginning of a pattern. And that turned my focus towards men. I always joke that I was women's studies major, gender studies major at Brown. And I girls were always my focus, though I, I'm an expert and I also teach young men. But a major focus of my career has been girls' wellness, as I mentioned. And 
it occurred to me that this need was extremely widespread and that this insight that I had into girlhood through my research and my experience and also just being a daughter myself who was very close to my father was something that I could share with people. There was a need that these men were expressing and that is where the idea ultimately came for came from for Talk With Her. And Talk With Her is a comprehensive guide to girlhood and to father-daughter relationships for men who want to boost their daughter's well-being, strengthen their relationships, and broaden their horizons so that they can fulfill their potential in all areas of life. So as you were writing this book, I know you did a lot of research. You you kind of looked into the conversations that you had with, with men, with fathers, but also conversations that you've had with daughters. Talk to me about some of the some of the high points, some of the things that that really stood out to you as you were going through this, and some of the things that, as a reader, that we're going to find as we start to delve into the book itself. Where do I begin? There's so much I could say, obviously. I mean, this is a topic about which I'm extremely passionate. I think that the book covers the key touch points about girlhood. So at the baseline, If a father wants to know how to better connect with his daughter, he's going to come to this book and he's going to read briefs about 19 key topics that relate to social media, mental health, sex and love, social relationships, academic achievement, all the way up through college admissions and career. And so at the baseline, people will come to this book and you'll be able to see kind of what is girls' experience, what is the up-to-date research on these given topics, What do you need to know to guide your daughter through any challenges she's having, but also just to help her create healthy habits in all areas of her life? What should you say and what shouldn't you say? And if you need help, how do you start knowing where to get it? I was a school counselor for a time and I got a lot of questions from parents that, you know, as a school counselor myself, I took for granted knowing kind of what is a what is a learning specialist? What is the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist? Does a child need to get evaluated for a learning disability? How do different symptoms of mental health indicate a mental health issue or another issue at play, potentially a social issue such as bullying? So the book will help clarify a lot of really broad-ranging topics and bring those topics into focus for readers. When it comes to what was really striking to me about this area of research was this moment I describe with that first question where I was being asked, you know, can I start dating again or will that hurt my daughter? And I remember thinking, it's two o'clock on a Tuesday and everybody in town wants a meeting with you and this is what you're really thinking about. And of course it was. I'm not a father myself, of course. And I think that what is so striking about the research about father-daughter relationships is that fathers play an incredibly dynamic role in boosting their girls' well-being and achievement. It's very diverse. They have diverse positive effects that they can have. And it's mostly lost on men because it's been in the research, but it hasn't been widely publicized. There's also only a fraction of the research on fathers and daughters that there is on mothers and daughters. One big finding from my own research is I think that men often don't realize how much they're already doing right. It can feel like as a father of a daughter who's transitioning from this elementary school age into adolescence that you're losing ground to her friends and culture and the broader community values at play. But in fact, fathers are such a powerful influence. When girls give you 
negative feedback. That's a very normal thing when you see eye rolls or you get, oh, you're coming with us, dad, or stop, you're so embarrassing. I say, you know, that's actually really great feedback because that means you're in your daughter's life getting negative feedback. If you weren't present, you know, you're probably going to get a lot of negative feedback from them. That's just the nature of where they are as adolescents. And so that's one big finding is men are often doing more right than they think that they're doing. Another interesting finding that is just so striking is that men are doing three times as much work with child rearing as they were in the 60s. Yet, by and large, research shows that society still sees women as the more prepared parents. In one study from Pew Research, respondents were asked if if any parent should stay home and if one parent should stay home, who? And respondents said that a parent should stay home, that person should be the mother, they're better equipped. So there's this disconnect. Fathers are doing more work. I certainly see from my research, and we know from talking to fathers and other research that fathers want to be involved. We know that. That's a given. Um, There's greater societal expectation. However, fathers haven't been given this toolkit. By nature of not having grown up as girls themselves, they lack this personal insight into, for instance, why their daughter might change her clothes four times, why she doesn't want to talk about her friends, how it translates for her if she gets her feelings hurt or is being left out at school, and how that changes her behavior or her emotional state at the moment, and which ways fathers can help guide their girls out of that. So there's just so much, but in summary, as I, you know, just to sum up what I was saying, I think it's just fathers can have a huge impact and this book offers a framework and a toolkit to help fathers kind of live up to the expectations that they have of themselves, have them feel more successful in the moment because you're not, again, always going to feel successful when you're parenting teenagers as, as successful as you might be. And this book shows you why and how you're already, what you're already doing right. It's always great to have something that will allow for you to see what you're doing right instead of telling you what you're doing wrong. And I'm sure that there's some pieces in here that in your in your mind, you may still be self-critical to be able to say, oh, you know what? I'm not doing that. Or I am doing that, but I could do it better. Or so on and so forth. Um, I guess as you look at the book and, and the people that are going to be reading the book, what are your thoughts on some of the initial things that you are hoping that people will take away from reading the book. Again, I really hope that people see not only what they're already doing right, but how easy it is to do more right. When it comes to raising girls, again, it's a really hot button topic in our society. Teenage girls, I say they have this reputation and it's not what parenting dreams are made of. They are known to separate during adolescence, take on a lot of attitude, no longer be this sweet little girl that fathers are so used to having, suddenly there's this change, there's this schism, periods come, puberty happens, romantic interests happen, they start their own lives as all teenagers do. One of the main chapters of the book is on father-daughter communication and what it takes to build bonds over time. And what it takes to build bonds over time is not grand gestures and perfect parenting or being the perfect man or the perfect example. What creates bonds over time is small moments of connections, taking advantage of opportunities to bond with girls, to have conversations. Most importantly, talk to them. Show them that you're there, you're willing to talk. 
even if you don't always know exactly what to say, even if you don't say the perfect thing, even if they're put off by you saying what would be really considered the right thing to say to them at the moment, those are the things that really create connection and lasting positive impacts and influence over girls. I also want people to understand when it comes to really scary topics for a lot of people like mental health and social media and sexual health, there's research around those topics. There are best practices of how to manage those topics. There are people to pull into those conversations who can help. There are ways that readers can educate themselves further beyond the pages of my book so that they can address these topics with care and confidence. And I include a lot of anecdotes in the book. A lot of them are about my father and I and myself. He was an older father when he had me. And a lot of what he had to do, he was really ahead of his time. And so I use him as an example because a lot of his, what is best practice in the research was actually reflected in his behavior. And also just stories of fathers and daughters so that people can really see the road, what is possible and what is quote normal. And if your daughter shuts you down, that's totally normal. And how can we find this path forward and how, you know, what are the resources we can pull in to help us? That's what I'm really hoping that the readers see is that teenage girls and raising teenage girls and adolescent girls is really kind of scary. Everybody wants to do it right and nobody wants to lose connection with their child and people don't have to. And most of the time when they feel like they are, they aren't truly. As you were talking about that, I thought about my own two daughters and some of that pulling away, some of the the changes that you do see in your daughters. And and I reflect back and, and sometimes that's a little sad, you know, because, you know, I think of the fact that as I know that they're growing up, they're becoming who they're meant to be. But I also remember who they were and the interactions that we had and how that's changed. And, and that's hard when you think back to that. And you can't keep them where they are because you, you got to let them grow up. But at the same time, there's pieces where you're like, I wish that they that they were still showing that because because of the relationship that you had at that point. Even though everyone that I've talked to that has older kids, I know that the relationship evolves and it changes and it continues to change. And many times it's a blip where you run through those teenage years, but then things change again. And you have to continuously be willing to adjust with where your kids are at. Absolutely. So as as people are looking at the book itself and as they're looking at purchasing the book for themselves, let's talk about some some tips, some tips that they're going to find in it. I know you can't give every piece of tip or every tip away because it, I'm sure it's chock full. Well, no, I'm, I know it's chock full with a ton of great advice for, for people to follow. But I guess, are there one or two big tips that you would tell any father that is going to be reading this book that they will take away or that you're hoping that they're going to take away, or even if, they're, if they haven't read the book that they can start working on right now? There are so many. I'm going to pick a couple. One is fun. One is more serious. I think one of the greatest things that my dad did with me, and my mom gets credit for this too, but for the purposes of a book on fathers and daughters, one of the things that my dad did and continues to do, even in my adult life, is to not wait for the weekends for a connective experience. They used to take me to Laker games on weeknights, and my dad would say, okay, we have tickets this night of the week. You have to make sure that your homework's done and or, or plan to do it in the car on the way. If you have a test to study for, do it ahead of time. We're going to the game. And 
that was a really connective experience for us. And it was really essential. It was an essential life teaching for me because my dad didn't wait for the weekends to have fun. He worked really hard. He was busy, but he still made time. We created these memories. We broke up the week. It reduced stress. It was family time. It was prioritizing. And I think that's one of my favorite tips in the book is to just don't wait for the weekend. Don't wait for a big moment. Just see what you can do on an ongoing basis to keep connection going at all times through the week, through the weekends. Think about really fun things to do. And also, I think on top of that, if I'll put in another mini tip, is that moments of connection, again, don't have to be huge. They're just tiny moments of connection over time. So there can be a lot of pressure to be this knight in shining armor. That's an old paradigm for fathers of daughters. But daughters just appreciate their dads being around, even if they're not talking to you. So just having a presence in your daughter's life, this doesn't mean that you have to be in the house. Some dads travel for work. Others don't live with their daughters because of divorce or other separation. You just want to be present in her life. That can be through text message daily, a phone call, a FaceTime, an email. Dads can control the narrative that way. Keep it going. There are times where it feels like you're really, there's distance between fathers and daughters, but daughters can always look back and see, he sent me a text message every day, or he FaceTimed me every Monday. My dad and I, when I lived in the Silicon Valley and he lived in Los Angeles, I was working really, really long hours for a startup. And I would get home at 10 o'clock at night and he and I would watch Jay Leno together on the phone. So he would watch it on his TV and I would watch it on mine. And just little moments. How can you connect with your daughter over time through the lifespan, really? The other really important tip I think is that I've already mentioned is just not going it alone. Think, especially for a lot of men, they feel like they can't talk about what's really bothering them or admit that they don't know exactly what to do in a given moment. The issues that are facing our teenagers, especially in this day and age, are complex. Even professionals feel like it takes time to sort through them, untangle them, and decide on the best course of action. So there is a chapter in the book about reaching out for help and who to reach out to help for help and how to ask questions. Often that will start with talking with your daughter's school counselor because that school counselor will have insight into your daughter's life that's different than your own and also insight into your community values and norms, which can provide insight into, for instance, things like clothing. You know, not that you would necessarily call a school counselor about that, but or social media use might be a better example. What are the kids doing? What should I expect? Should she have a phone? Just getting some other data points. This isn't to say you can't make your own decisions on cultural trends or what to do about certain rules in your house, but also just getting used to just asking people for help and knowing that there's help out there. So that's what I really hope this book shows people. I'm I'm really excited to be able to read this and read this fully and be able to share this with other fathers because I I know that you've put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, we'll say, into making this something that I know will impact so many fathers in so many different ways. And I am really looking forward to seeing and hearing more about what other fathers are are thinking when they read this. Um, and I would love for anybody 
or I would love for any of you that read the book to reach out to me and give me some of your own perspectives and what you learned and what your takeaways were. And I'll be more than willing to share it back with Kim because I think that it's important for all of us to be able to learn and grow from these different experiences, whether it be something that we read, some you know, those interactions that we have with other fathers, whatever it might be. It's important for us to be able to make those adjustments within our own lives. To ma- and it's never too late to make those adjustments in our own lives. And I think that what I'm hearing you say, Kim, is just that, is that it's never too late. It's never too early to start making those intentional steps toward being an engaged father, but also being willing to be introspective enough to look within yourself to say, what do I have to do to change to be able to make those connections that are going to sustain the relationship with my daughter for a lifetime. That is definitely what I would say as well. And also it just doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be everything at once right away. You don't have to figure everything out all at once. Well, you heard it right there. Make sure you're not thinking that you have to be the perfect dad because, and I've said this before, nobody is a perfect dad. We all screw up so many times. And it is important for us to be willing to acknowledge those flaws, but as our kids get older, acknowledging our flaws to our kids too, because many times when our kids are very young, whether you're a mom or a dad, your kids see you as superheroes and they think that you are perfect in so many different ways. And then as they get older, they realize, nope, that's not the case. And then they start pushing back and they're like, hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. And sometimes that causes some strife. But being willing to communicate with your kids, to be honest with your kids, to be vulnerable with your kids, to show that vulnerability throughout, I think is going to only help you to be a better father and your kids to respect who you are as a father in the end. Something I also discuss deeply in the book. So I completely agree. So Kim, if people want to find this book and or learn more about what you're doing, where's the best place for them to go? You can go to my website, just KimberlyWolf.com. That's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y-W-O-L-F.com. And if you'd like to pre-order the book, it is available wherever books are sold. It is called, again, Talk With Her, A Dad's Essential Guide to Raising Healthy, Confident, and Capable Daughters. Well, Kim, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for the time, the effort, all the work that you've put in to bring this book out. And I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. I can't wait for you to have this book in your hands. It'll be soon. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all 
in the same boat And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen Carpenters and muscle men Get out and be the world to them Be the best dad you can be Be the best dad you can be